the NFL draft is over. Um, I mostly just kept a strong eye on it and didn't really make any podcast episodes, as probably you guys noticed. Another thing you guys may have noticed is I sort of did a small rebranding and changed the name, um, the uh, genre, and pretty much everything because I sort of changed the whole um, uh, sort of front of what this podcast has been since I started it. It went from investing in football cards to um, more like completely into football. So it's been changed. And I'm happy with it. And yeah, so now I feel like I'm ready to get going and talk about the NFL draft. So without further ado, I'm going to talk about um, some teams, I believe, who won the draft and then other teams who lost the draft. So most of these are like pretty obvious winners. Um. But for the losers, I definitely did go with two a little bit more, more in my opinion than, say, other people may believe. But here we go. Winners, Jets. Uh, for Jets, it's sort of obvious. They did have probably, could be seen as one of the best drafts in a long time. Um. You get Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, and Jermaine Johnson all in the first round, which is already amazing. You get one the best running back in the draft, Brees Hall. You get a very good tight end who grew up being a big fan of your team, Jeremy Ruckert. And then you get a little bit more depth, guys. We're going to look more at the first four guys. Sauce Gardner, 100% can be a starting corner. Garrett Wilson, you get help for Zach Wilson. Uh, Wilson to Wilson connection. We'll see how that goes. Jermaine Johnson could have been legitimately a top 10 pick. Fell all the way to 26. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's an amazing steal right there. Brees Hall, starting caliber running back. He could be really good in the league. And yeah, that's a great pick. I mean, I I saw Brees Hall as my number one running back. Uh, I don't think Walker was. I do believe Hall was. And yeah, I mean, they got him. Sauce Gardner... Um, I do believe Stingley was the second best corner in this um, draft. Sauce Gardner definitely was the best. Uh, I was disappointed that the Texans didn't draft Sauce Gardner, but Jets got him, and they did well. And that sort of goes on to the next team, the Texans. Um, I feel like they did have a sneakily pretty good draft. I'm not going to lie. Um, I have been sort of a uh, Davis Mills fan, and they got uh, Derek Stingley, hopefully, to bolster up that defense. Then Kenyon Green to help the um with the O line Jalen Petrie, not too um aware on how good he is. Then they got John Mitchie the third, and then Christian Harris who was a good linebacker, and I mean he was projected second round. They got him sort of around the mid third round, which is very good. Uh, I do believe a little bit though they did sort of reach on Jalen. Petrie, but I mean it is what it is. Um, they did get Damian Pierce, who a lot of people did see as one of the better running backs in this draft. I I've seen people say he's top three running back behind um the two obvious. Um, he could be that starting running back because the Houston Texans have a full running back room, but not a good one. There's a big difference between full and good. Now after this um 
after like, the pick 107, they didn't have a pick till like 150. And then after that, it was pretty much Thomas Booker, Tegan Quintero, Quintanero, I'm sorry, and Austin DeLucas. Um, Austin DeLucas, I'm pre- I've seen that he was pretty decent. And yeah, I mean, I've heard some pretty good things about him. I forget from where. I think it was probably a TikTok. But yeah, I'm so glad they didn't go for a quarterback. Because I've seen, I saw people say, oh yeah, they may get something uh, as a quarterback, maybe in the mid-rounds, just in case Davis Mills doesn't pan out. But seeing that they got him one more weapon, um, so it's not just Brandon Cooks getting the ball. Seeing that they also got a bolst- bolstering up the O-line, and now they also have a running back and some defensive help. I do believe that the Texans could go from being the third pick to maybe being like the 16th, 17th pick. So pretty much saying that they're going to have a better season. Now, according to the NFL um, website, they graded their draft a 6.5. And their needs were D-line, CB, and O-line. They got a defensive back. They got O-line. They got defensive back. And then they also got defensive line a little later. Uh, defensive line, I do believe they had some raw guys last year who could make an impact. But we'll see. And Jets, I forgot to say what the Jets grade was. It was a 6.72. Next uh, win for a team's draft is, I believe, the Packers. Now, as a Packers fan, I liked every pick. Um, Quay Walker, great pick. Liked him. Um, Devontae Wyatt, liked him. Now, at the end of day one, I was like, we didn't draft a guarding, uh, receiver. Almost all of the good ones are gone. What are we going to do? But we traded for the second second round pick of the season of the year and we got Christian Watson. We got Sean Ryan from um UCLA uh, who can also can go from offensive tackle to uh, like guard. We got Romeo Dobbs, Zach Tom. And I mean this draft coming from a Packers fan is was such a good draft. I was very happy. We got three receivers. Now Smore Torre may not play as much Romeo Dubes well, should play more, but Christian Watson is definitely going to be that number uh, possibly two guy, depending on what they do with Lazard and Watkins. Um, I was so happy, though, with Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. I feel like the Packers sort of didn't have that number two defensive tackle type position, and now that they have um, Devontae Wyatt, I'm super happy that we have that position filled. Quay Walker... Was probably not going to be there if they drafted someone else at that number 22 pick. But we got him there. Um, Happy with drafting him there. Um, He should be a good linebacker. Especially with what um, the Packers do with linebackers with Devondre Campbell. Um, If it's Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker, that could be a very dangerous linebacker room. And with the draft picks they made for defense... They just filled up each little hole they, that they really had because the Packers' defensive um, backroom is already quite full with J- Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, and Eric Stokes. Um, I think Kevin King's still there. Um, but, yeah, we didn't need defensive back safeties. I would have liked to see us draft a safety a little bit earlier instead of Terry Carpenter. I would have preferred someone to um, 
maybe replace Darnell Savage just because he was sort of shaky last season. And it's sort of an, that position where you don't want someone to be shaky because if a corner gets burned, you sort of have the safety there just in case so he could um, be there. And if he's not there and a corner gets burned, that is not good. Um, I, but the, according to the NFL website, Terry Carpenter was sort of a steal because they projected him a fifth ground. We got him in the seventh. Um, Jonathan Ford, I also sort of liked. I mean, we that may be a guy who will be that like third to fourth defensive tackle. Um, but I'm very happy with that. Um, Sean Ryan, I was so happy to see him get drafted for the Packers. We need an offensive lineman. I felt like if we didn't get a, one in the third round and we waited too late, it would have not ended well. And it would have pretty much been where we get a guy later and it could be a bust. I mean, Packers are good at drafting offensive linemen. One of the couple guys that we got, um, Sean Gein, uh, Zach Tom, could become a good player, even Rashad Walker, even though he was a later round pick. He was projected as a round three guy from the NFL website, which is a huge steal if that's really what most people had. But we'll see. Um, I'm pretty sure he did not get um, let by any sacks, like, at all. I'm put, No, he did get a couple, but I'm pretty sure it was quite good. So, yeah, um, enough talking about the Packers because I'm obviously a Packers fan and I should do other teams as well. Okay, first team is the Patriots. This is round two. I actually started off with the wrong team. Patriots, why, 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 why are you doing this? You've not done good first round picks in years. Mac Jones may be an exception. We'll see how his career pans out. But since 2014, there's been no good first round picks. Why do you draft Cole Strange in that position? Um, at the Senior Bowl, a lot of his highlights were of him getting burnt and pretty much pushed around. He comes from a small school, Tennessee, Chattanooga. Um, there were so many other guys who were there, but they definitely, 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 definitely sort of reached. And sort of, they reached. And then Taekwon um, Thornton was a, another big reach. He was a third to fourth round pick. Expe- expe- eh, he was expected to be a third to fourth round pick. He went mid-second. There were other guys there. Pretty sure Dean went right after him. Another pick who I didn't understand is Bailey Zappi. I really, really, really liked him. I'm not going to lie. I really liked him. As a quarterback, he, he was record-breaking almost everything. But why do you draft him? Um, You need a... If you want to go for a backup, like a second quarterback also to help Tom Brady, you don't go for a rookie. Um... And if Bailey Zappi is going to go to the practice squad, you wasted a fourth round pick where you could have gotten depth or maybe even a, a gem. And you waste you wasted that pick. I mean, that's a complete waste of a pick. Um, If you are thinking of doing like a Jimmy Garoppolo type thing where he plays a couple games, people have a frenzy and trade like two first round picks for him, for him to be like an average to below average quarterback. I mean, that may work, but that's like the long term game. Um... This was a not a good decision to pick. Um, they did draft Jack Jones 
from Arizona State way too early. Like, according to the NFL website now here, it says seventh round to priority free agent, and he went in the fourth round, which is quite shocking. But they did get a lot of corners. For what they... Oh, no, but never mind. I'm not going to say that just because I just realized they did um, get, um, lose their J.C. Jackson. But not that high on this draft class whatsoever. They had a lot of later round picks, but they didn't do much with them. And I'm not happy. I mean, it sort of sucks if you get a guy like Sam Roberts. They don't have draft project- uh, projection. They have a barely half a paragraph, no overview, don't know their height, weight, arms, hands, class. They don't even know his class. They just know when he was born and what college he went to. That's really the only information they have on him. I mean, even seven-round seven round picks got stuff on them, but they don't have anything on the guy, which show might not be good. Because that, I mean, that could mean that he... Maybe a diamond in the rough, but this... At the NFL website, who has already stuff out like 250-plus players from this draft class, knows nothing about him. I mean, who knows? Uh, Pierre Strong, I sort of did like that pick. I'm not going to lie. As a running back, I do think he may be that first uh, first running back for them. But they've been drafting running backs left and right in center. Um, And I do believe that they got to find a guy and maybe sign him back to a contract. I know that's super scary for um, um, Bill Belichick. But yeah, in talking about Bill Belichick, I do believe he should find a general manager to be the guy drafting. Because he is like Bill Belichick and he may feel invincible drafting. Because, I mean, what he's done for that organization is nothing less than remarkable. But what are you doing? Most teams have drafted guys since 2015 who've been superstars in the league. You can look at the Browns with Miles Garrett, the Jags with Jalen Ramsey. Every Almost every team has drafted a superstar since 2014, and you guys are barely drafting anything. I mean, in the first round since 2014, it's been tragic. One like, actual decent player, and that's Mac Jones. Since then, it's been barely anything. And that's not good. I mean, it's obviously not good. And they have to hire a general manager. And honestly, I don't know what you do with Bill Belichick. You may just want him to like say, hey, you're going to be a coach. You're not going to be a general manager. You're going to get who you get from the draft. And you're not going to get upset because the guys who you get don't end up playing that well often. And I mean, they also got to get that number one receiver. From all I remember, I mean, Julian Edelman was more of a... I wouldn't say... Like, I don't believe if Julian Edelman was on a team without Brady and he had to be that number one guy, I do not believe he would have done well. But they need that number one guy. They do not have a number one receiver. And spend getting two, like, like first, like, tight end one type tight ends last um, offseason was a horrible idea. They could use that money somewhere else. They could have saved it for this season. But no, um, they got to get rid of them. Now, after that six-minute rant of the Patriots, next up is the Saints. Now, it's not really for the Chris Olave pick. It was more for the Trevor Penning pick. I did not like him coming out of college, and I do not like him now. Um, 
yeah, I just don't like them. I went through uh with the um false friends uh episode. I talked about why I didn't like them, and you can look there. I'm not gonna go too much into that. And Alante Taylor, I wasn't the biggest fan of it of him, especially because his NFL comparison is Isaac Yadam, who the Packers absolute like they, it was an absolute bust for the Packers. Um, and then after that they didn't get much. So yeah, I mean they didn't do much quarterback wise as well because they don't have much there, and that's an issue. They could have drafted in the forty ninth pick. I'm pretty sure there was um. Uh, the Liberty quarterback was still there. I'm blanking on his name. Next up for losers is the Vikings. Now, you may be wondering, oh, Minnesota didn't do that bad, did they? They didn't really draft where they needed. They needed to look at a quarterback to maybe replace Kirk Cousins. Because he's getting old. He's not going to win them a Super Bowl. They didn't get that. Um, safety-wise, I did not like the Lewis Kine pick. Um, and also, with the Andrew Booth pick, I wasn't the biggest fan. I, he's good, but I don't think he's going to be good in Minnesota. And overall, I, I do not like Ed Ingram in the second round. I had more of a third, mid-third, early fourth um, draft grade on him. He went a little too early. Um, Brian Asmoa. Again, no, thank you. That's probably too early. And then a, a Caleb Evans, a, like I said, too early. Um, so many picks that they just re- reached on, and I do not think that was a good idea. So all three of those teams are complete L's for a draft, except Saints. I mean, Chris Olave was a good pick, but yeah, I do believe... With the last two picks, Saints and Vikings, they did not draft for the future. They more drafted for right now. And you sometimes got to draft for the future. And with the Patriots, why do you draft a quarterback when you don't need one, especially in the fourth round? If you want to get a backup quarterback, you go seventh round. But yeah, um, if the Vikings even drafted a fourth round QB, the, we would not be talking about them. Same with the Saints, but they didn't draft a quarterback and yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, there will be more um, episodes about undrafted free agents coming up soon. Because again, there was an undrafted free agent who I did not believe should have been an undrafted free agent. Cough, cough, cousin strong. I believe, I sort of thought he was going to be minimum second round. No, minimum third round pick. But he went undrafted, which was shocking. But that's a talk for another episode. So thank you guys so much and I will see you guys next time. Adios.